are listening to the Freeform Rock Podcast with Mark Alden Taylor. REM broke up three years ago after 31 years as one of the most popular rock bands in history. A new retrospective takes a look at their rise from college radio darlings to one of rock's biggest acts. I sat down recently with former REM singer Michael Stipe at the Nomad Hotel here in New York. REM frontman Michael Stipe doesn't like looking back. But that's just what he did for the band's latest project. There are humiliating moments. There are terrible like dips in taste. Uh, and then there are triumphant moments. It's the arc of an entire career. REM formed in Athens, Georgia in 1979. Did you know each other before you started the band? How did you get together? Not really. We met at parties. But we didn't know each other very well. Yeah, the band consisted of Peter Buck, Mike Mills, Bill Barry and a 19-year-old Michael Stipe. We grew up in public. I mean, we, you watch us learn how to write songs. You watch us learn how to be public figures. The band's journey is chronicled in a new six-DVD set, REM-TV, a documentary and collection of interviews and performances on MTV spanning three decades. You physically change a lot during... <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did. There seems to be also sort of an attitude arc in there as well. I had a parenthetic for the documentary um, called Watch Michael Learn to Speak. <laughs> <laughs> because I was so shy, and it took me the better part of the 80s to learn how to look someone in the eye and speak. That must have been really challenging then to be thrust in the middle of all that. It was hard. As a shy person, it wasn't easy for me to suddenly find myself having realized what was a very much a teenage uh, fantasy dream, and here I am actually doing it. This one goes out to one I love. R.E.M. would become one of the most consequential bands of its time, with record sales topping 90 million, along with what was, at the time, a record $80 million recording contract. But in 1997, the band nearly collapsed when drummer Bill Berry decided to walk away. In looking at the interviews that you did at the time with each record sort of after Bill left, it's so obvious how hard you all were struggling to make it work. We had something very powerful as a four-piece and it's, it's not something you can put your finger on. When Bill left and we were a three-piece, suddenly we were thrown so off balance. R.E.M. would record five albums as a three-piece. My grandmother Stipe, in her last years, and in 2007, they were inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. She said, do you know what R.E.M. means to me? She said, it means remember every moment. And this is a moment that I will never forget. Thank you all so much. Four years later, they called it quits. Do you feel like you have enough distance from it now? I do have. I mean, it's been 2008 since... Uh, I was on stage performing an actual show with the band. So as a performer, I've had enough distance to certainly look back and, and say, I can't believe I did that. I, mean, I kind of can't believe that we managed to pull that off. Mm -hmm. You don't sing anymore. I sing in the shower, and I'm not <laughs> bad. Um, you would be surprised at my playlist. But why not? I mean, I, when I go to see bands perform live, that's when it's hard for me. I, I look up on, on the stage and I think, I, 
I wish I was there sometimes. But I, I did that for 31 years. I did it. I gave everything that I had to it. Yeah. Uh, I gave myself completely. And I just needed to step away for a while. I think I'll sing again. You do? That's maybe an exclusive, but I, I think I will sing again, yeah. Soon? Not soon. Not soon? Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Will you guys ever get back together? No. Never. That will never happen. Never ever? No. There's, no. there's no point. You can't imagine changing your mind? No. Interesting. No, I love those guys very much, and I, and I respect them hugely as musicians and as songwriters and everything, but I just don't want to do that thing that people do. I don't want to do that. Full, the, full respect for those who do it. Right. Total you, respect. You don't want to be a nostalgia act. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, I despise nostalgia. <laughs> you don't like looking back. <laughs> I'm not good at looking back, no. <laughs> <laughs> I miss R.A.M., and I really hope Michael Stipe starts singing again, because I really miss his voice. You have such an unbelievable way of getting people to be so candid during those. I Michael Stipe, with Michael Stipe, you never know what you're going to get. <laughs> Hi, welcome to another edition of the Freeform Rock Podcast. What's up, Lee? Hey, I'm, 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 I'm me, okay? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm all right. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm having right a, on. I'm having a good day. I got some stuff done, so I'm cool. Oh, yeah, I didn't really get anything done, then, then that makes me feel good. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I actually did do stuff, but shame on me. I don't like to admit it. Yeah, so today we're gonna we're gonna go back to ne July twenty eighth, nineteen eighty six. One of my favorite bands. I don't know if you like them that much. We'll find out during this podcast. We're doing uh, REM's Life's Rich Pageant. And it oh, was, it was actually it was actually recorded in John Mellencamp Studios in Belmont, Indiana. The only Ooh. album the band recorded with Gilman, who moved them for a more from a more obscure and dense sound of their earlier albums to an accessible pop rock influence quality, the album was well received critically. And um, oh, well, I'm glad the critics liked it. <laughs> well, the, um, they got the name of the album from uh, a shot in the dark from uh, I guess it was a Pink Panther, Pink Panther movie. It says Inspector uh. Clouseau opens his door and falls into a fountain. Maria, you should get out of these clothes immediately. You'll catch a death of pneumonia, you will. Closo, yes, I probably will, but it's all part of life's rich pageant, you know? <laughs> huh. Oh. Well, I, I didn't know that. <laughs> I didn't know that either until I read Wikipedia. And it was also listed at number 52 of the best albums of the 1980s. Ah. Uh, and in it makes it, it makes me wonder um, how much better number 51 was. <laughs> Then it also says in 2000 it was ranked 162 in the list of Virgin's all-time album top 1,000 list. So you probably that sounds would... better. Yeah, <laughs> 162 of a thousand. Yeah. That's pretty damn good, though. Well, but 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 still better than 51. Yeah. Or 52. Still, <laughs> it's a. Per... <laughs> I, I like I like this album. I love REM. All right, but oh yeah. Well, I was listening to it on the uh, on vinyl today, and side one is actually called Dinner Side, and then oh. side two is called Supper Side. Huh. So um, pretty weird. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> All right, but before we get into this album, because the first track you picked is the first song off this album, "Begin the Begin," 
So here is Begin to Begin by R.E.M. of Life's Rich Pageant. Begin the Begin by R.E.M. What'd you think of that one, Lee? Oh, well, this is like an intense version of the Smithereens. It's like a bulldozer in a cornfield. Peter Buck, his guitar playing has is like... Like, he just is totally going on really well in it. It's one of the three songs I like on here. <laughs> That's funny. Let's see what I wrote. 
I said, love the rhythm, the vocal tone, Barry's drummer. Stripe has great vocal rhythm. Buck never over overplays and always goes within the song. You never really hear a Peter Buck guitar solo. If you ever look at listen to any of REMs, um, he, he does a solo yeah. here and there, but he never does a solo. It's always rhythm or acoustic. So yeah, in fact, um, I heard um, he I heard him in an interview and he said that Michael Stipe would ask him, "Hey, why don't you do a solo?" And he just says, "I don't want to." <laughs> you know, that's how. That's what he said. You know, <laughs> yeah, I think that's what makes him so good that nobody really recognizes him because he doesn't shred. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's pretty. He cool. doesn't shred that salad. He doesn't shred when, that when, salad. When but when he, when I when when I um um eat onions, I I break it off with my fingers. I don't use a knife, even though I have a knife. But um, uh, that's that's a little little thing for you if you want to eat Lee Gristman style and you use onions, you just break it with a with your fingers. <laughs> All right, and then we get into the second track these days. What would you think of this one? This is one that is almost good, but the the the, the sound is just a little bit too busy, and it's trying too hard to be really rocking, but it sounds more like a rehearsal than, than if it was really fine-tuned. Hmm. I think it's pretty cool. I think the drums kick uh -huh. ass. I like uh, I like Michael Stipe's vocals, and I like Mike Mike Mills really, the bass player man. He's like the um, what do you call like the uh, John Paul Jones of this band. He does a lot of instrumentations in this band, and his background vocals is like Michael Anthony and um, Van Halen. You know, he's he's got great tone, vocal tone, and he. He blends offsettingly with Michael Stipe. It's not together, but it's a part. But it, it just—it's a really cool, eclectic way they blend together. Well, I will tell you this to make you feel better. Um, the songs on here that I don't really care for that much are a lot better than the acoustic stuff on Led Zeppelin Three. <laughs> so there you go. I love Led Zeppelin Three. Oh well, um, um, you—you—you're—you're not—you're not making me. Um, want to like you today oh man well you're no not i no i'll like you but not your opinions right now <laughs> well <laughs> That's it's better. good not to have the same opinions you know <laughs> no it's it's better because hardly anyone ever agrees with me i want someone to agree with me once in a while damn it i agree with you 75 percent of the time uh, okay I'm, I'm just being a bitch <laughs> Well, that's what you said on Facebook. You go, I'm a bitch. I go, yeah, I know this. <laughs> yeah, well, well, thank you, sweet. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and then we get into the track, the track three, spoiler alert, which is my favorite song on this album, one of my all-time REM top top songs, Fall On Me. What do you think of this one? Uh, since it's your favorite, maybe I shouldn't tell you what I think. <laughs> well, go ahead. <laughs> all right, this isn't good. It's just one of those filler tunes they did to fill up album space. I can stand it, but I don't really like it. Yeah. This was the single, one of the set, two singles off the album, too. Maybe that's why I didn't buy it, because it was the only one I heard. Oh, I, I love this song. I, I like uh -huh. the Buy the sky and sell the sky and tell the sky don't fall. Me. And then you have the What's that doggy in the window? <laughs> that 
anyway, go on. And then you have Mike Mills in the background singing different lyrics. It's like freaking so fucking awesome. I love Mike Mills' background vocals. Oh, that that would have been cool if, if if they did in concert and Mike Mills just started singing the phone book and Michael Stipe said, "What the hell are you doing?" And he went, "Well, every time I perform it, I sing different different lyrics, different vocals." No, but it's cool. He sings different than what Michael's singing. He says, "You hear, don't follow me," and he's singing to say, "Don't follow," and then he's saying something yeah. else after he says, "Follow on me." It's freaking. I love oh. it. I should bring up the oh. lyrics, but I you don't like this song too well, so I won't get into detail then. <laughs> oh, um, you, um, 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 I, I don't put it past you to pain me. You can, you can do whatever you okay, want, and all. Okay, so let's do I, this. I, I'm not, I'm not, um, you know, I, I, I'm not drinking, so I'm not gonna throw up. Oh, that's good. Let's see what it says. I'm just gonna talk over you, but I ain't gonna throw up. Okay, it says. <laughs> It says, don't fall on me, and then Mike Mills goes, what is up in the air for? And then it's going to fall. Fall on me, and then Mike Mills goes, if it's there for long, it's going to fall. And then he goes, fall on me, it's over, it's over me, it's going to fall. So it's it's awesome. I, I, cool. I, and then yeah, he, and then when and then when I um sang it, I said, add two cups of sugar and one-fourth flour and mix uh-huh. together and put it in the egg beater. And then he also, and then when Michael Stipe says, "There's a progress we have found," and then Mike Mills goes, "Win the rain," and then a walk, a way to talk around the problem, and then you hear Mike Mills goes, "Win the children rain," building towered foresight, oh. and then Mike Mills goes, "Keep your conscience in the dark," and then oh, I'd like to build the world a stage and keep it uh, harmony. I like to give the world a coke and keep it company. Anyway, go on. Then he goes, Michael Stipe goes, isn't there anything at all? And then you hear Mike Mills go, melt the statues in the park. Buy the sky, sell the sky, bleed the sky, and tell the sky, don't fall on on me. And then he goes, what's it it, it up in the air for? It's going to fall. I love this song, man. I like like the way that you do it. You know, Um, (laughs) I'll I'll say that. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll review what you said. I like your rendition of, of reciting the words. I think that's one of the best things on here. I think these lyrics are killer, man. Yeah, I, I like how you do it. If you <laughs> came out with your version of talking these lyrics, I'd buy it. A spoken word album by Mark Taylor. Yeah. <laughs> by R.E.M. <laughs> I'd buy it more than I would buy that. <laughs> Believe me, I'd buy you more than I'd buy them. And then we get into track four. Let's see if I could say it. Chalahonga? Chalahonga? Cuyahoga. Cuyahoga. Okay, I knew it was Cuyahoga. I, uh, I can't say it. You know I have problems. I, 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 thought, it was, I, I thought it was Swiss chard, Swiss but I'm chard. guessing too. All right, well, let's get into Cuyahoga. So what do you think of this one? This is another filler, but I like it better than uh, Fall on Me. Wow. Uh, it, I- it, it sounds like a Bruce Springsteen filler tune. So at least that's better than sounding like a. It's actually um, I'm not gonna say a Bon Jovi filler the other one because this time I'll I'll be forgiving a Bon Jovi but 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 this one sounds more like a Bruce Springsteen filler tune. I I love this song. It, I I wrote my notes. I, the vocals are amazing by Stipe, and if you listen to the song, it just it talks about like. Childhood, I think, and, and mm. stuff like that. It's like, 
It just brings back, puts you in a mood. Like I start thinking about my childhood memories when I was building things and doing things. And, and yeah, it makes me think about when they used to play songs like this on the stereo, and I would scream, and then they'd have to give me a bottle to shut me up. Uh, you're funny. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> it just puts me in a mood. Like I'm thinking about my past, good stuff in the past, uh -huh. which is yeah. Pretty pretty cool yeah man. yeah it makes me think of good songs that i liked in the past then i go back to them uh, all right <laughs> well let me let me see something here let's see if i'm right with the lyrics i got the lyrics it's not that many lyrics it says okay look. um i i want to hear you do them after hearing this them do it i i i want to hear you do it okay it says let's put our heads together and start a new country up our father's father's tried erase the parts he didn't like let's try to fill in the bank of the quarry river swim we we knee skinned we knee skinned it you and me skinned that river red this is where we walked this is where we swam this is the picture here take a souvenir so it like reminds me that, you know this is what we did this is what, it, it's like it's, cool i think it's freaking cool cool lyrics man i like how he says <laughs> let's put our heads together start a new country up <laughs> underneath the riverbed <laughs> We burned the river down. This is where they walked, swam, hunted, danced, and sang. Take a picture here. Take a souvenir. Cuyahoga gone. Cuyahoga cool. gone. Rewrite the book and roll pages. Saving face, secured in faith. Bury, burn the waste behind you. This is the land, this land of ours. This river runs red over it where we are not allies. We cannot defend. This is where they walked. This is where they swam. Take a picture. Take a souvenir. So it sounds basically like he's talking about the Indians, right? Yeah, I like the way you do it. Yeah, so I, when I first heard it, I was thinking about take a picture, take a souvenir. He's thinking about memories, but he's actually talking about Indian land. Oh, okay. By reading the lyrics, you know. Oh, I actually thought it, when I heard I thought take take a coffee cup and get out of there before the security guard sees you. <laughs> you know, um, take 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 a walk that way away from the police station. You know. That's funny. <laughs> well, all right. So let's get into the next song, which is the second song you picked, Hyena. So here's Hyena on the Freeform Rock Podcast. Tell you 
That was Hyena on the Freeform Rock podcast. So why did you like this song? Oh, it's the best song on the album. It almost makes the whole album good. If you just play this one song to someone who doesn't know the album, and you tell them the whole album's good, they'll believe you. Yeah. I I like this song. It's a cool track. I love the rhythm. I like Stipe's voice on it. I love Mike Mills. The whole album... These guys are just great musicians, man. I, I think they're very underrated as a band. And um, even when they went into their Warner Brothers days, uh, I, I liked Losing My Religion. I didn't care for Shiny Happy People that much, but I like I like that one! You like Shiny Happy People? Well, maybe not the very beginning, but the actual song I do. I do like Stand when it first came out, but then it got boring after a while. But I liked it when they used it in the show with uh, Chris Elliott. That was pretty cool as a theme song. <laughs> I like Sly and Family Stone's song, Stand. That's a different song, but I like that. Yeah, it's a cool ch- song. And yeah, then, yeah, Sly and the Family Stone is good. And then we get into track six, Underneath the Bunker. What do you think of this one? It's okay. At least it's short. That's That's good. Yeah, it's like weird. It's like an instrumental like surf mixed with Spanish rock and Michael Stipe's talking some weird shit at the end, but it's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, it, it makes me think that one of these days we should do an album by Joe King Carrasco, but it might be a little too Tex-Mex for you. Yeah, probably. I don't even like Tex-Mex food that much. <laughs> oh, okay. But I do, you, you, but you, I do like Frank Zappa. Thank you, Ian Wadley. <laughs> so you wouldn't want to hear a whole album of Taco Bell commercials? No, I wouldn't. Okay. Unless it was the dog going, "Yo quiero Taco Bell." Here, lizard, lizard, lizard. Remember the, the Godzilla commercial? Yeah, Joe commercial? King Carrasco does kind of sound like that. <laughs> All right, and then we get into the supper side. We turn this bitch over, and we get into song seven, "Flowers of Guatemala." What do you think of this one? Um. I almost picked this as my third song. I said, this reminds me of the Monkees song, Sometime in the Morning. It's not my favorite R.E.M. song, but it's better than most of the other songs on here. Oh, I, I do you, just to ask you, do you like any other R.E.M. albums or songs, or is this Bon um, Jovi to you of alternative? Um, no, actually, I was hoping to like this. It's just that I found, for some reason, the instrumentation on a lot of these sounded a little too slick, like as if they were slightly being, like, a little less interesting than they should, but, but I, um, but, you know, it's, it's not like it, like I don't like them. I actually do like R.E.M., and I was hoping that I would like this more, and maybe I will after more listens. But I, I, I guess um, I like some of their other albums a little better, even though I haven't heard them. Yeah, you should listen to their last three studio albums because they they decided they were going to retire, and they want they felt the albums before the last three were ter- were not as good, and they wanted to go out with a bang, and they went out rocking. They went, All out, right. they went out, like, first R.E.M. with, like, Radio Free Europe shit, you know, yeah. green kind of orange crushes, document style with freaking I like, the world. I like stuff road. like South Sunday Rain, Sorry. Yeah. That's that's the stuff that I like. Yeah, that's from their first album, Murmur. Oh, yeah, that's that's the stuff I like. Yeah, they're, they're I love, I, I, there isn't one album by R.E.M. I don't like. I 
there's some I just don't like as much. <laughs> oh yeah, this would probably this probably um you know um fits that bill because I mean I yeah oh believe it believe it I'll I'll listen to this album every any day over Bon Jovi but uh-huh. um you know um that's me but but no I mean but but I I pref- I'll put it to you like this um I. I don't like this as much as I like other REM albums. If you put this on, I would say, I, I want to hear something good. I'd rather hear REM. And then you go, well, this is REM. And I would go, oh. And I would shut up. <laughs> yeah, so, well, The Flowers of Guatemala, my take on it. I love this song. seems like they know how to make you think and just put you in a mood. You know, hmm. I just I, Their lyrics are so abstract. And really cool, and they, they're short, and they get to the point. That's what I like about REM. They don't, they're like they're like a thinking man's band, but they they don't make. What do you think? They don't make it so inaccessible that you can't think with them. You know what I mean? I well, the way I thought of it is like the lyrics might not make sense as far as A B C D logic, but you can feel them. It's like you, you get an idea that you know what he's saying. You don't you don't really know how to express how you feel, but when he says something you kind of get his point. You know what he's trying to say. You know, kinda of like that. Yeah, it's like he, he make he has some very abstract lyrics and the, it's it's like two bands from the same the same uh, same city, Athens, Georgia. You have them in the B fifty twos and they're both totally oh, yeah. different off the script bands. I, I yeah. wonder what other music was coming out of that city at that time. Because these two yeah. bands are the ones that made it. I, I wonder what the music scene was like for these two bands to come out around the same time. It's like, yeah, it's weird because even cities like Alaska had groups, but nobody knows of any Alaska groups. But I mean, if you get like psychedelic states, which is like a, um. A, a collection of like different um, singles of psychedelic groups from the 60s in different states. They have even, um, I think they had um, even Wyoming, and they had like um, Florida, and they had different different um, states that had groups that were doing psychedelic stuff. It's just that some of them didn't really get well known. Unless maybe in their own little tiny town they did, but that's about it. Well, if there's any uh, buddy listening to this podcast and know any other bands or what the music scene was like in Athens, Georgia, put it on our Facebook page and tell me some bands that came out of there that I don't know about because it, these are two of my favorite bands, B-52s and R.E.M. that came out of that one city, that one music scene. So I would like to know what else came out of there, you know? <laughs> Okay, it'll be something for me to look into, too. Well, it's like, I know what came out of CBGBs. You have the Ruones, you have the Talking Heads, you have uh, Blondie. And, you know, you have, like, a lot of bands coming out of the New York scene back then in the late 70s. But Athens, Georgia, early 80s, late 70s, I want to know what else was going on in that city. Maybe New York scene was just overshadowing the the Georgia scene at that time. Yeah. So I'd, I'd like to know, just for shits and giggles. So you could check it out, and I'll probably look it up too. And then we yep. get into track eight, I believe. What do you think of this one? I like the way they play it, but the song itself doesn't do much for me. 
it's just okay. It's like Katrina and the waves. Oh. Who cares that she's walking on sunshine? Yeah, but the thing is, it's a catchy lyric. I'm walking on sunshine. Oh, it's got. Yeah, but I don't like the sun much. I like winter, so it, it's <laughs> like it right away makes me think, want to fucking slap you out of your sunshine. Oops. You know, going into an ice bed. I'm falling on ice beds. Oh, oh. that would have been better. Or you can say, I'm sliding on ice beds. Oh. Yeah! And don't it feel shitty? <laughs> uh, well, I would have said, and, 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 and ain't my ass cool. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, and ain't my ass cool. Dun, dun, dun. That would have been good. There's a new song for you. Maybe Dr. Fuck could do it for you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's funny. Well, I believe, I like the the cool little, blue, I don't like bluegrass, but the little intro that Peter Buck does is pretty cool. It shows what kind of guitar player he is. Bluegrass is really hard to do. I uh, do like bluegrass. Yeah, and and then it starts Too rocking. bad you won't do a bluegrass album, damn it. Well, it is a free form. Well, you can find a bluegrass rock <coughs> album, maybe. Okay, I'm, 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 I'm just being a bitch again. All right, and then, it, and then it starts rocking, and it has like a little birds feel to it. He uh, said this band could take a lot of sounds from a different genres and just make it their own and just mm. make it rock. It's, they even use an accordion in this song. It just fits. And I love I love the genius of R.E.M. No one sounds like them. No one will ever sound like them. They are so eclectic, like the B-52s. That's why I want to know what other bands came out of Athens, Georgia, because these bands are freaking weird. <laughs> <laughs> There's got to be more weird bands out of that city, man. Yep. <laughs> All right, and then we get into your third song that we picked. What if we give it away? Here's what if we give it away on the Freeform Rock Podcast by REM.
was R.E.M. What If We Give It Away? So why'd you pick that track, Lee? It's a decent song. It's just a little bit better than the other songs on here. Yeah, my second favorite song on here. I put it rocks. It's got a little punk in it. Really cool. I love the way um, Bill Berry plays the cymbals in here. Kind of like, um, what do you call, um, the police drummer. Frickin', yeah, uh, um, Stuart Copeland. Stuart Copeland uses those symbols, and Bill Berry uses his symbols a lot too, and and he plays them. You know, it's not like crash, crash, crash. So like, yep. You know, it's really cool the way he, they could play that, and and Bill Berry is a really underrated drummer, and it was sad that he had he quit because of heart problems. And, yeah. Uh, and they didn't replace him, so that was cool too. You know, they just went as went on as a three piece. Oh. And, uh, well. And I'm glad when they got in the Hall of Fame that Bill Berry came and played with them. Um, That's cool. Very good drummer. I love it. I love the organ, too, in here. It adds a lot to the track. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. And then we'll get to track number 10. Just a touch. What do you think of this one? This is a good imitation of the Monkees, um, upbeat style, but... Some of the song is a little off. It's all right, but only part of it is great. But the, but the great parts are great. Okay, I messed up. So the song that what I just described was actually track ten. So track nine. <laughs> what I meant, because this song is the one with the organ in it. So what I just said about track nine is what I mean about track ten. And what about track nine? I I put I love Buck. Buck's acoustics plays throughout this record and shines in this song. Mills Mills rounds it off and sets sets the tone and, and he blends so good with uh, Michael Stipe and the crunch that Buck has on on his guitar in some parts of that song. That was for track nine and that was for uh, what if I get what if we give it away and now just a touch. Uh, <laughs> I meant it's punkish it, it, the cymbal play with Bill Berry. And the band and the organ. Okay, now I mixed. I had them mixed up. My bad. Well, it's good because I mean it don't matter to me because I totally forgot what they sounded like, so I believed you. <laughs> well, I was wrong, so I had to correct it. <laughs> oh well. Um. Oh well. I I like your um reviews when they're wrong. They actually <laughs> sound more interesting. <laughs> Thanks. All <laughs> right, and then we get into track eleven, Swan Swan H. What do you think of this one? I prefer Neil Young. Even Neil Young's filler tunes. It's not horrible, but it's a little dull for me. They needed Billy Bragg to help them out on this one. 
Whoa, Billy Bragg. I've heard of him, but I've never heard him. Maybe I he's, have heard him. He's kind of um, he's he's kind of um a required like like an acquired taste that you kind of never do acquire, but but he's he's interesting. He's kind of like if you're sleeping and you hear some drunk outside your house. Um, strumming on his guitar loud, and you say, "Who the fuck is that bum?" And you go out and you try and push him out. And he says, "Squatters' rights, squatters' rights," and then he sings a song, "Squatters' rights." That's probably Billy Bragg. Yeah. Okay. And then <laughs> here's what I say. I said another great acoustic by Buck. I love how he plays, and and our, I said this in the beginning. He never really does leads. He just goes with the song, and it's really cool. I like this song. And then we get into, I think it's a cover song called Superman, the last track on the album. What do you think of this one? Huh. If Mike Nesmith sang this in The Monkees, it would have been great. It's not too bad. If I had to pick a fourth favorite, this would have been it. Well, Mike Mills sang lead on this track. Oh, so um, if I, instead of saying Mike Nesmith, I went, Mike Nesmith Mills, you know? <laughs> that, that, that would have... You know, I, I could I could confuse them, and that would be cool. That's funny. Yeah, uh, I, I like this song. It's a great sing-along. I love the harmonies. I love the rhythm. And it, and the song just sucks you in. I love it. And this was the a sing, their second single off the album, and let's see what these songs did. Uh, Fall On Me did uh, number five on the Billboard Mainstream Rock Tracks. Fall On Me Top 100 was 94. Superman was 17 on the Billboard mainstream rock tracks and this album was certified gold in january 23rd 1987 and gold in canada and platinum in canada in 1987 so um this is pretty cool this was their irs years before they went into their big after document they got really huge with the one i love and they became like a corporate everybody said they went corporate when they went to uh Warner Brothers, but I beg to differ. I think they just went different. <laughs> oh, okay. Yes. That sounds good. Like, oh, I got an album by a group called The Different, and I like them because they're usually different, but in this case, they're different. They oh. went, well, does that mean they're really different? And No, they're not really different, but that means they are different because actually they are different. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> no, but I'm just saying they they, they changed no, they changed the style of their music after Document. It went really different. Orange Crush was really like old, like harkened back to uh, to uh, Document, but then the rest of the song, Shiny Happy People, uh, not Shiny Happy People, but they had um, Stand and like doo -doo, just Stand oh, yeah. in a place where you live. It was kind of like quirky and but it was REM. It was always REM. They yeah. still had that. They still had their sound, and I still think they kept their they're alt fill, and they didn't really get sold in by the by corporate uh, Warner Brothers. They did what they wanted, and just the world came along and sang with them. Every, they bought everybody a Coke and go, hey, we want to sing with you now. You know? <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Yeah. And now it makes me want to go seek out that new Seekers album, and that's a scary thought. <laughs> All right, do you have a track of the week, Lee? Yeah, I actually now can say I have a track of the week without going um, 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 um. It's a group called Kaleidoscope. And there's a bunch of different groups called Kaleidoscope, but if you put the name of this song in it, there won't be any confusion. It will come up right away. It's called 
bald-headed end of a broom. Bald. And bald-headed end of a broom. It's a group that had David Lindley in it, and for those of you who don't know who he is, he worked with Jackson Brown. So that's kind of a clue for people, but he's also worked with people like Linda Ronstadt and stuff, so he's like a session guy, but that was his old move. It's kind of a fun tune, and I, one of these days I want us to review one of their albums. They're kind of kind of like, they're not like R.E.M., but they're like them in the sense that they did all sorts of different styles. Cool. And then my track of the week is by uh, debut and only album you'll probably ever hear from this man called California Breed with Glenn Hughes and Jason Bonham Hmm. and uh, Andrew Watt on guitar. It's a three-piece band. They did it after Black Country Communion and then Hmm. uh, Bonham jetted so they just disbanded but Andrew Watt was a great find on guitar really oh, wow. cool guitar players I'm going to pick the single Sweet Tea really cool track off this album mm-hmm. you should check it out California Breed if you haven't heard it yeah I do I do like Black Country Communion I seem to like some of what Glenn Hughes has done more than some of the stuff that Billy Sheehan has done recently but that's doesn't mean I don't like Sheehan, I just don't like Mike Portnoy much. Oh, you don't like Sons of Apollo? I, um, I, it had its moments, but it was kind of like, um, he's trying too hard, you know, if, 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 if he didn't write anything and he just did the drums and shut up, he would be better. Well, I, I love think. Mike Portnoy, I think he's a musical genius. Oh, I, I'll agree, except I just don't like his songs. Oh, you don't like Dream Theater songs? Uh, uh, uh no, actually, um, I I think I like some of it, but but um, some no, actually, I'll take about no, I like I like Mike Portnoy. I think he's great. I didn't know what I was saying. No, right. actually, I like I like Dream Theater. So, what's your pick for next week, Lee? Um, this this I think is going to be a hot one, Chelsea. Chelsea. Never heard of them. You've never heard of them? No. When you find out about this band, you're going to say, oh, shit, yeah. Cool. So you're going to have you, to send me the link to them? Most definitely. And then I want your reaction when you find out. Okay. okay? Well, you hear it next oh. week. <laughs> yep. And um, okay. but I mean your reaction when yeah. you find out why I sent it to you. And I was thinking about when we get to the... Cause I, we're almost up to the hundredth episode of this podcast. I was thinking oh. on the hundredth episode, I wanted to go back and redo episode one because it was rushed and it wasn't. I, w- I was just getting my footing, and I would like to hear your opinion on the Last in Line band with oh. Vivian Campbell. That oh, was my first I've, podcast. I've never heard them, so um, you'll have a fresh opinion. It's the original Dio backing band from Holy Diver, Last in Line. Oh. It's with uh, Vivian Campbell on guitar, uh, Vinnie Peace on drums, Apathy or oh. whatever you call him, and uh, well, the last album by the great, uh, damn it, what's his name, the bass player. Oh, okay. Oh, died. Oh, not, um, not Rudy Sarzo. No, not Rudy Sarzo. He was never oh. in Tio's band. 
Oh, I, 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 I never really um paid attention. I know people, metal people are just gonna kill me. Um, I know less than you do about metal people. Oh, okay. I, 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 I've heard of him, but I wouldn't have. Yeah, um, Jim, Jimmy Bain is the one who came up with that keyboard part for Rainbow in the Dark. Do, 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 do. The only Bain that I remember is Roger Bain, who worked with Roger Glover on some yeah. some stuff like Butterfly Ball. And Andrew Freeman has a really good voice. I hope you enjoy this. It's called Last in Line, Heavy Crown. I just want to redo it for the to go back to the past and, and just have a partner on that, this album, because I did a lot of solo shows in the beginning. Okay. So, and I thought this one was rushed, and Terrence produced it for me. So it oh. had Terrence's stamp on it. Thank you, brother. He uh, helped me put together the original podcast with the uh, with the the black title, and I got it changed later. But he he got me off the ground. He was awesome, man. Even That's though cool. he was upset, I left his podcast, but he still was a brother and helped me. And I love you, Terrence, man. You rock. Cool. And everybody, listen to the <laughs> Terrence Reardon Terrence Reardon uh, video audio podcast uh, on uh, YouTube. Terrence Reardon and friends. Really good. He does albums that he has grown up with and he that has touched his life. So check that out. Mm-hmm. All right, Lee. So let's get into the tracks of the week. Here is Kaleidoscope with with bald headed end of a broom and sweet yep. tea by California Breed. Until okay. next week, adieu. Ciao. Ciao. All right, man. Take it sleazy. Bye.
Now let's get into the promos. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. I wanna rock. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. You gotta fight for your right. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. We've got Bush. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. That's right, bangers. Cold beer, hot women, loud music, and copious amounts of hairspray and spandex every Sunday, 9 p.m. Eastern. The Big Bushy Power Hour is the biggest party on that metal station.com. Ear Peeler, the podcasting and interview news site to keep up with your favorite bands or artists and the podcasts or interviews where they appear. Go to earpeeler.com to find out what we're all about. You haven't listened to Mars Attacks podcast? What are you waiting for, man? Host Victor M. Ruiz brings you all types of hard rock and metal-based podcasts. You'll find everything from music-based episodes, interviews, to series such as ultra-sexy classic album series, where some of your favorite musicians, producers, journalists, and show hosts comments on the albums that push the evolutionary chains of hard rock and metal. Get with it and go to MarsAttacksRadio.com to find out more. Punch it! Get blasted! From New York. Hey, 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 hey! What up, bangers? From North Carolina. Skitter pal, meow meow. This is Bushy. And the mountain. Tune in every week for your listening pleasure. Only on the plug with Bushy and the mountain man. You can find us on Podbean and iTunes. Thank you very much. Hey, this is Lee Gerstmann, and if you like to hear some stuff that's like, you don't know what it's going to be, and even if it's stuff that I don't even know what it's going to be, check me out on what I call the Lee Gerstmann Show, and it's just me doing reviews or me doing horsing around or whatever I'm doing. Check it out, please. You have just listened to the Freeform Rock Podcast. All music played on the Freeform Rock Podcast belongs to its owner. If you like it, go out and buy it. Get your music on Amazon, iTunes, or at your local record store. Support what you love. Support the artist by seeing them live. Purchase their music. The Freeform Rock Podcast is not affiliated with any of the artists or music that we play. Thank you for listening to the Freeform Rock Podcast. We'll see you on the next episode. Until next time, stay free and rock on.